we always do. Hi, welcome to Mare Studies, a podcast about John Mare songs. I'm one of your hosts, Jill, here with... Uh, I'm your other host, Lucas, and you were covered well there. I thought I almost had you there for a minute. I was like literally mid-sentence. Yeah, I always try to to trip Jill up at the beginning of the episode and get a little giggle out of her because I feel like a little joviality goes a long way to start an episode. Yeah, but you did a great job. You're such a pro. Thank you. My my usual ticks and tricks and tactics aren't ticks. working on you so much. Yeah, my ticks still work. No, but like... I'm hardened. I've been in the industry a while <laughs> yeah. now. It's harder to make me laugh. Uh, why don't you introduce today's song since you picked it? This is my pick. Yes. Welcome to episode 18 of Mayor Studies, where today we are talking about one of the songs that is most closely identified with John Mayer. This song is Daughters. Appears on the album Heavier Things, his second major uh, release. Uh, and he won a Grammy for it too, so it's been a, a song that's been a big part of his career. I forgot about that yeah. until I started my research. Yeah. So before we get into it, we have to talk about John in the news. John got another haircut. Yeah. I am taking that as a direct communication to us. No one can tell me any different. I don't think Andy Cohen told him you need to cut your hair more because honestly, he didn't need to cut his hair more. Mm-hmm. I don't not like this look. But, but you I like the, the last one cut before. Better. I needed a little bit taken off the top, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just think that that's him listening to our podcast. I think that really, and now he's probably going to go live any minute now, which is my other instruction, so. Do you think he has, like, a hairstylist and is, like, the one person who cuts his hair? No, because I think he's referenced multiple. Mm. Um, But I don't, it's such an odd choice, though, to cut your hair and then cut your hair again so soon. That was weird to me. Well, do we know the timeline? Like, he may have cut his hair long before you saw the pictures. No, because he was on tour oh, okay. with the Grateful Dead or Dead and Co. So I don't think that that much time had passed. And are you one hundred percent sure that it was a different cut and not just a different style? One thousand percent sure. And the internet agrees with okay, me. Okay, yeah. And if it's I, on the internet, then it's true. Oh yeah, for sure. So, Always. Um, he was at the premiere of B.J. Novak's movie Vengeance, which he briefly appears in. Oh no way! I didn't movie. know that. Yeah, the first opening scene. Oh okay. And then he's done. Does he appear as John Mayer, or is he like Ooh. an extra or like a character? That's a great question. I think it's like a, a caricature of John Mayer because my understanding it's him and B.J. like hitting on girls and being very like extra. Nice. So maybe he's playing on his reputation a little bit, but right. I don't think he's there as like I'm John Mayer, I'm a rock star. But I don't know because I haven't seen the film yet. But I plan to. I love that for him. Yeah. Um, and also, he has finally announced those Montana shows to raise yeah. money. And he's like, and he's hey, sold I'm out like this, immediately. But it's going to be sold out when <laughs> you see it. I'm like, well, how did that even happen? Why are you even announcing it then? So Isn't I'm that not great, going. though? Isn't it great yeah. to have that kind of thing where it's like, I'm going to do this thing for this place that means a lot to me. Yeah. And I know that I have so so, so much support that my support of this thing yeah. means it's going to be instantaneous support. Well, my understanding is it's pretty small shows also. Mm. I, not that anything you're saying isn't right, right. but I think that it was yeah i'm just disappointed because i would like to have gone i don't even know anybody even on our face or instagram Mm -hmm. um for the podcast it's like oh i'm going i have tickets so i don't know who these people are as well as famous friends that's a good way to raise money that is but i put because obviously you know john's gonna read the comments like why i saw that why isn't there a live stream pay option i would pay to watch that like let us help raise money too right which of course we could just donate (laughs) you could in fact but you want something in return yes i'm a terrible person ironic since my real job is getting people to donate money Mm -hmm. anyways that's all my john in the news there's so much to unpack here why don't we get into song bio okay all right uh well i mentioned before daughters was uh off of heavier things Mm -hmm. the second major studio album and it's the second song we've done off this album we previously did split screen sadness um 
John did not want the song released as a single. He did not right. think it was single worthy. Mm -hmm. um, and he said as much during his acceptance speech for the Grammy yeah. for this song. And he won the Grammy for Song of the Year. Um, the Song of the Year Grammy is awarded to the songwriter. Um, so it was for the writing on the song. Right. Um, and he said that he didn't think the world needed to hear this song. And if you are familiar with the scholarship on this song online, lots of people would agree with that. Scholarship. <laughs> yes. Um, but that he had people in his life who, uh, on his team, who said it would be a hit. And he listened to them, and mm -hmm. they're right. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, people who are like casual John Mayer fans, I feel like there's two songs that they can identify with him. First being Your Body's a Wonderland, the second being Daughters. Mm -hmm. um, and when we started this podcast, those were the two songs I think I was most afraid to tackle. Mm -hmm. um, because while they are very extremely like well-known, they're also pretty much maligned. They, I would say, almost maybe the most maligned songs in his catalog. Definitely. For various reasons, one of which we have to acknowledge is because they were popular. Sure. You know, and That's like fair. in the same reason that like a lot of things that get popular usually get hate. Like why Justin Bieber got so much hate, why you know so many of the boy bands or pop artists get so much hate. Th these were two very extraordinarily popular songs, uh -huh. um, and so that is where some of this hate, I'm sure, is associated with it. And we're sure. gonna dive into other reasons why people may not love this song so much and why yeah. the song could be problematic. But. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. Okay, so let's get into different versions. I really only focused on the album one, which I think is fine. Mm -hmm. um, there is a video that I really don't like very much. I don't like the video. And I, I took out any feelings I have about the song. Right. And I just watched the video and I was like, well, that was boring. Yep. And John seems Agreed. to be faking this upset heaviness in it. And I don't understand why the girl was there singing. And it's rare that I'm going to criticize mm -hmm. a visual John Mayer project. Mm -hmm. But that one just wasn't my favorite. Maybe at the time it was really cool. I don't remember. No, I didn't like it at the time. So I didn't rewatch it for this oh, because okay. I already knew I didn't like it. Okay. So there wasn't like anything new for me to find there. Mm -hmm. So I skipped the video. There are three versions of this song that are pretty prominent. There's the Where the Light Is live version. Mm -hmm. That's just uh, uh, mostly him on solo guitar. Um, there is the, of course, album version on mm -hmm. Heavier Things. And then there is my preferred version, mm -hmm. which is the version from Try, the John Mayer Trio album. Right. Which is basically, it just gives it like a Gravity-esque like facelift. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, if you took Daughters and made it sound as much like Gravity as you could, you'd get the Try version. Yeah, and I think that part of my problem with the song, because I'm always going to like a try version of anything, mm -hmm. is like overexposure mm -hmm. and just like being like, I really don't want to hear this anymore. Yeah. It's not even, I mean, it's on like three different albums. It was right. on the radio so much. It's used in movies. Way down deeper is a conversation about why in God's name people want to use it at their wedding reception. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just feel like I'm kind of over it. And I don't feel like that on any other John Mayer songs really, but... Well, I, that's how I felt about Your Body's in Wonderland before we revisited it. Like, I just yeah, I heard it so much. Same thing I said at the top, right? It's just mm -hmm. so much of it is like, yeah, overexposure is great. Just fatigue. Because these songs were so big. Fatigue is a good word. Yeah. yeah. We're just, just kind of over them. I like the Tri version. I feel like it gives it a little bit new life. Of course, mm -hmm. my bias is always going to be towards songs that have drums in them. Yeah. So I know a lot of it's coming from there. One thing I will say about this, and this is uh, one of the gifts of John Mayer as a songwriter. Um, Obviously, we're 18 episodes into this. We th we, we're, we're, on the, we're not on the fence anymore. We, th we yeah. think he's great. Um, but 
that opening guitar lick is so recognizable. Mm -hmm. The opening guitar lick for daughters is yes. so recognizable that listening to the try version, and I imagine that most of the people in the audience, this is a live recording, had not heard this version because mm -hmm. it wasn't recorded. Yeah. Right? They were at the recording of it. And like the groove starts, Steve Jordan's got the that the daughter's groove going. Or sorry, not the daughter's groove, the gravity groove going. Mm -hmm. And then John goes into that opening guitar lick and the crowd starts cheering because they can instantly tell what song yeah. it is. That's a real gift to write a, a melodic passage that is instantly recognizable as sure. this song. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Alright, so you chose the song, so why don't you jump into song meaning to you in general, why yeah. you chose it, whatever you want to start with. So there's there's obviously a lot here, right? There's so much here. I want I want to <laughs> start by trying to give some context here. Mm -hmm. This song was written and released in 2004. Wow. That's 18 years ago, ago right? Yeah. 18 years ago. In the scheme of human history, it's not a long time. Mm -hmm. But in the scheme of like culture mm -hmm. and uh, society, there, the things have shifted quite a bit in those last 18 years. Right. So I want to acknowledge that the person who was writing this song is likely not the person we know now. It's not the John of today, right? right? In the same way that the me who was listening to the song in 2004 is not the same as the me who listens to it in 2022. Fair. Um, because I think that this song reflects a earlier world view mm -hmm. that, would, that is a lot less socially acceptable now. Accurate. Yeah. And I think for good reason. Mm -hmm. And I think we'll, we'll probably unpack a lot of that as we go through this. Mm -hmm. um, but since my job here is to say what the song is about, what is the song meaning, and not just critique it, like, so yeah. the idea of the song is that uh, John is in a relationship with a girl. She's got this past trauma mm -hmm. from her father mm -hmm. that is an impediment to their relationship that is causing them some issues. And he's coming to this realization that's got nothing to do with him. Mm -hmm. um, and then his plea is like, hey, fathers, be good to your daughters so that they don't have to go through this unpacking of trauma. Um, that this particular girl who I'm trying to have a relationship with is. And on the surface, that's innocuous enough of a message, right? Okay. There's nothing inherently evil with wanting parents to be better to their, to their, to their children. Correct. That's correct. Right? So I, I, as I'm sure you and I are both going to kind of tear into this song a little bit, I want to also say, like, as, we, as with a lot of things with John, I always feel like his heart is in the right place. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes it's uh, misinformed, or maybe sometimes it's not hasn't quite reached full maturity yet, mm -hmm. but it's not malevol malevolent or like outwardly kind of like evil. That's fair. Yeah, but that's the general idea here is that like, hey, be better to your daughters so that future guys, their future partners, future male partners, right? Because this is a very heteronormative song. Yeah. The future male partners will uh, have an easier go of things. Okay. What do you think? Hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> I agree with all that, mm -hmm. except for the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, I want to preface it with my don't hate me. I do love John Mayer. That's why I want to do a podcast about him right. statement. Uh -huh. So I don't think that it has ill intent. Mm -hmm. And I do think it was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. The world has a problem with it because they're like, how did you care so much about women and how they're treated? Mm -hmm. And then go the next 20, 18 years mm -hmm. in the internet's opinion treating women poorly mm -hmm. this is a hypocritical song this is ridiculous that's not my takeaway but i agreed with everything you said up until he's like oh fathers be good to your daughters don't have to unpack this trauma this song reads to me now and always has uh -huh. as 
you better be good to your daughters because I have to date them and I want to sleep with them. And you're making my job hard. I <laughs> that's don't, there. It's I don't there. think that's what he sat down and thought, but he meant. And I, so I looked at the song. I was like, I don't want to do this because I don't want to say bad things about him. And I don't like the song in that way. But you know what? I'm going to research it and mm -hmm. I'm going to be authentic and share. And so I researched it and every interview where he talks about it, mm -hmm. he made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> it was like he was doing it on purpose to bother me. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, this is so terrible. Like, so, so in a lot of ways, my issue with the song is that it's, it, it literally is, this was an inconvenience for me. Yeah. Dating this woman yep. became a challenge. That's great. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I didn't do it, but I'm suffering the consequences. Yeah. I don't think that's how he meant it. But no matter how many times I look at the lyrics or listen to an interview, that's what I was walking away with. Mm -hmm. And I do think he wants parents to be better to their children. Right. Well, no, I'm sorry. Boys are fine, but we'll get there right. in a minute. Yes. So... That's that's over here, right, okay? Right. The other thing is, I had I did not have kids at all young. Right. Like I was totally, quote unquote, normal age to have them. Mm -hmm. But I had them before all of my friends. Right. All of them, even my older friends who I worked in baseball with. That's just the way it worked out. Right. And so you get a lot of like, <sighs> my kids aren't gonna eat McDonald's. Uh, yeah, they are. You're fine. <laughs> and nothing in the world bothers me more is the oh. kidless. Yeah. Telling the people with children right. what to do. So I don't appreciate being yeah. lectured by a young man who doesn't have children, even though I'm not being lectured because this is specific. Well, mothers need to be good to their daughters too, apparently. Right. You know, so that's the other thing. It's like, man, that, and it, that drives home my point again, that this isn't about childcare. Right. <laughs> this is about, so I have a trigger yeah. in life when people suggest to other, I try not to do it, but I, I do do it sometimes. We all do, but that really bothers I me. I totally understand that, yeah. Thank that's you. one of those things when once I became in that part of my life and I had my own kids, yeah. that I felt like really bad about some of the mm -hmm. just offhand mm -hmm. comments I made to you. Yeah. That, like I didn't think anything of. I remember them all. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't think anything of. And then like you're in the situation like, oh, I was oh, I such an idiot. It. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and I like overpost, and this isn't about you, but I overpost like in general. Mm -hmm. I love the internet. And like people would like make snide comments about posting your kid too much. I'm like, just wait, you little punk. And one of those people, I won't say who they are, but they definitely listen to this podcast, uh -huh. posted a bunch of kids. And I love posts of people's vacations. Uh -huh. I feel like I'm on vacation with them. And I love to see people's kids grow. Mm -hmm. And that person posted and said like, oh, I know I've been a lot lately, blah, blah, blah. And I wrote in the comments, never apologize yep. for posting a picture of your child. Yep. Like, what are you doing? That's what we want to see. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, <laughs> you clown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those uh -huh. are the two problems I have. I don't think that was a question. But no, but okay. I, we're on the same page, and I figured we would be. Should we discuss the sexism now? Well, okay. So there's there. I have two issues with the song that are kind of that okay, of course related to, but separate to okay. it. So I wanted to bring them up. The first is the gender issue. Yeah. Um, the issue of in the bridge, the boys you can break. Yeah. Right? Like that somehow that's different, and we can dive into as much of that conversation as you want because I have a yeah. whole long spiel on that but I'm trying to stay off my soapbox as much as okay. possible here um, and that it's like the fathers that need to be good to the daughters yeah right so there's there's the moms are an afterthought right there's yeah. definitely some gender issues here that we can talk about the other thing I want to talk about is I have firsthand experience with loving a woman who has trauma from somebody mm. that came before sure right um, and I have really had to work hard to get to the place where I can say I'm starting to see maybe it's got nothing to do with me mm -hmm. but I also want to point out that that's a very very dangerous line mm -hmm. because it mm. absolves the person of all responsibility yes so 
it's, it's, it's like, it's an entirely different thing if you have been working through this relationship, like, you know, in my case, we're 14 years in now, mm-hmm. and doing the best you can to be a good partner, and even your partner is telling you, sometimes I'm having bad days and it's not about you. Yeah. To, like, learn that lesson and mm-hmm. let go of, like, carrying that, mm-hmm. you know, responsibility for everything. Right. It's, that's entirely different than, like, oh, you're in a bad mood, that must just be your trauma. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I did. Yeah. It's not something that I could work on helping you with or solving, right? right. It just, just because of sort of the... I'm off- accidentally triggering you, yeah. so I should learn ways to exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. just the offhandedness of this whole song. Mm-hmm. For me, that line just reads like super toxic of yeah. like, yeah, it's got, it's, it, this isn't about me. Like, yeah. you you figure that out and then stop messing up my life, you know, or right? blaming, you know. And I don't think that's how I meant it, but it's there. That the, the, that reading fair, is available, yeah. What you, <laughs> what you said is so fair, though, that people didn't talk like this back, yeah. the way we do now. They didn't talk about trauma. I'd never heard the word trigger until mm-hmm. probably a few years ago. And it was just, it's just a different time. It's yeah. like watching Leave It to Beaver or something, mm-hmm. like totally different and so I will say that in its time and place, I don't remember in that moment being so worked up about these things. Mm-hmm. I just knew I never really liked it much. Yeah. But so I will say that I'm not, you know, again, because we love John. Yeah. It's just, it's just a weird, it's not, I don't think that that's how he meant it. I think he probably meant it from this really sweet, kind place, hopefully. And there's some, we're all dumb when we're young. Yeah. So I'll give him that. But then just with time it just it just aged really bad yeah well i think this is reflective of the maturity level of a 26 year old that's fair yeah. which is who who wrote it mm-hmm. a 26 year old who's never been married and never had kids right? didn't have any kids right so it's reflective of that in the year 2004 sure because i was a 24 year old at this yeah, when song came out and i was into it i was like yeah. oh yeah all of that stuff <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, quit messing up these girls. It's so hard out here for us. You know, like. Is that what he meant, do you think? I, I mean, that's that's how it felt for me. The because the did not help. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, a hypothesis and I wanted it to be destroyed, but it was only strengthened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's reflective of uh, that person who wrote it there. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I strongly doubt that he would write anything like this now. You know, I think... The idea that, um, just the idea, we I think we are, okay, let me, let me put another preface here, because I know we're, I'm going to wade in some difficult territory. Mm-hmm. I understand that we're saying like, oh, this is 18 years, the world has changed so much. And I understand that that's really hard for some people. Yeah. Right? That just, uh, wait, I, I remember this album when it came out. What are you telling me? Like, things are different now. I have mm-hmm. to look at things differently mm-hmm. or think about things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, especially when you're told your whole life this is how things are, and you work to understand that system and position yourself within that system mm-hmm. um, to do all those right things, and then you realize, reach a point in society, it's like, no, actually, we've changed. We're looking at things differently. Yeah. That can be really hard for some people to come to terms with and make that adjustment, right? Because I've been taught this whole thing my whole life, and now I'm being told I need to learn something else, and that you can be really resistant to that, and that can be really scary. Mm-hmm. So I understand that there are people who have a harder time with the changes in culture, with the changes in society, and the way that we view things. Mm-hmm. One of the things that has changed a lot and especially in my own personal life, I can personalize this, and if I don't want to speak for all society, I can speak for myself, is my view of what it means to be a man. Mm-hmm. Like, I identify as a man, right? Mm-hmm. That's 
what I am. But what does that mean? That used to be really important to me. It used to be a really important identification for me. Um, you know, growing up, oh, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm tough. Like, I don't yeah. have emotion. And yeah. I, nothing hurts me, right? And if I stop now and think about what would I, what did I mean when I say, like, oh, I'm a man? Does it mean, oh, I'm tough? Okay, well, I know plenty of women mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, female presenting people who are incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. My mom is, like, the, probably the toughest person I know, right? Um, and I know plenty of men or masculine presenting people who aren't tough. Mm-hmm. So that's not a really good definition for, 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 for masculinity, right? Yeah. Okay, so what else is it? Oh, like, I'm really protective of the people I care about. Well... That is not an exclusively masculine trait, right? Yeah. Or people who identify as men that are the, aren't the only ones who have that trait in the same way. Yeah. So is that really a good identifier of being a man? And I've started to go down the list and literally every single trait that I thought of, of like what I mean when I say, oh, I'm a man, I could find examples of people who, who identify as men who do not have those traits and mm-hmm. people who identify as women who do have those traits. Sure. And so then really it becomes like this really useless designation, right? Yeah. Of, of thinking of myself in that way differently. Mm-hmm. So what it really comes down to is when I say I'm a man, I'm saying like three things. One, am I more worried about prostate cancer or breast cancer? Okay. Um, two, it gives you a general idea of how I present myself, mm-hmm. like aesthetically, mm-hmm. you know, visually. But even that in a certain time and place, I am absolutely not a man. I mean, I have nail polish. I wear a lot of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Like these are n- not traditional masculine yeah. traits, right? Yeah. Um, I moisturize. I have a skincare routine. That's not... Everyone should do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. But these aren't traditionally masculine ideas, right? Yeah. Um, and two, then it tells you, well, if we're going to be intimate partners, you kind of know what equipment I'm working with. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, you figure that we had that conversation arise at some point before. I don't need yeah. to walk around and be like, oh, I'm a man. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And so the idea here, like when he gets into the bridge and he's like, boys, you can break. No. Yeah. No, we hurt too. Yeah. We, you and I just had a conversation off air yes. about, you yes. know, like the trauma that men can carry yeah. from can family carry members. People. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's not, trauma is not exclusive. Guys are not in uh, invulnerable to trauma. Yeah. Um, so the idea that boys will be strong and boys soldier on is yeah. absolutely, couldn't not be more false. That right. is the falsest lyric that John has ever written. But to be fair, mm-hmm. it didn't make me angry until I revisited it. It and didn't, it didn't it, make me angry. I would, I, the sexism wasn't, I wasn't aware of it or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it until uh, this preparing for this podcast. Right. I was like, how did I not get mad? He said that. Right. But back then it was just different. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's why I said, same thing. This is this is a 2022 reading it. of a 2004 thing. Yeah. And boys would be gone without warmth from a woman's good, good heart. Mm-hmm. The song is incredibly heteronormative. It makes, yeah. only, only makes well, allowances for, for, right, for heterosexual relationships, which yeah. again is a relic of its time. Exactly. Right? That's that doesn't bother me because it is literally yeah. it's just we're going way back in the day right. and picking something out. And so at this point, like all every part of the song that is gendered doesn't need to be gendered. Mm-hmm. There's there, there's well, it does because he's saying that he's having trouble hooking up with girls who have trauma from a parent. <laughs> yes, if if you also mom screw up too. So in, like in, I don't understand. In that reading, absolutely. In the if, if in a more charitable reading. <laughs> I don't have a lot of charity today. <laughs> then, you know, like for me, the song is better off if you remove all the gender stuff. And I don't have a problem when John sings about I have him having a relationship with a girl. Mm-hmm. That's his experience. Yeah. That's real life. You're allowed to write about your, your own life. Yeah. But something like this that is like so generalized. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that the verses are 
pretty specific. I know a girl, right? Yeah. Um, He's speaking to his own experience. But then in the, in the chorus, it's not his own experience. It's mm-hmm. a generalized thing. Fathers, be good to your daughters. How about just parents, be good to your children? Because that's... I mean, I see what you're saying, but I'm just going to go back to the time and place. And he's clearly talking about, like, as they say, daddy issues. So right. I don't I don't disagree with you, but I just, I mean, that, we're just a different society. We now. are a different society. We're just picking it apart at this point. I, and, and yeah, but that's what we do. Yeah. That's yeah. what the show is. It's usually more positive. <laughs> um, and so the, 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 there, there is some, like, baked in misogyny here. Yeah. That is like... It's the fathers yeah. who had the power to mess up the daughters. Yes, right. there is a throwaway line, mothers be good to your daughters too. Mm-hmm. But that's at the end, right? Yeah. It's the fathers. And then that the boys are strong and mm-hmm. that you can't hurt them. Yeah, that's like, a weird part to put that's in. Just, that's just built in. That's misogynistic and there's no way around yeah. that. That has yeah. to be acknowledged. Well, I guess that brings us into the lyrics because we're already in it anyway. Yep. Do you have a favorite lyric or do you dislike all of them? I don't dislike all of them. Um, I, you know, like I've... Used, I've quoted like that first verse quite a bit in my mm-hmm. own life, you know, um, because I do know a girl who puts the color inside of my world. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is very maze like <laughs> in that, like, what is what is uh, where I'm at one day is not necessarily going to be the next day, and yeah. like, you know, our relationship has been in this con- constant progression of me trying to uh, better understand that mm-hmm. and be a better partner for her. Where I'm like, okay, so things are different today, and anticipating the changes and realizing the changes recognizing them quicker mm-hmm. um so we don't just like keep butting my head against the yeah. wall there yeah. was an opening here yesterday why isn't it yeah. here today and just like you know yeah um so that imagery is very identifiable to me mm-hmm. i understand that um and it has i think it has been really helpful for me in places to be uh now i'm starting to see maybe it's got nothing to do with me because like i said i'm on the receiving end where my partner's also saying this isn't about you. Don't make everything about you, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, which is different than me being like, which I w- was guilty of early in our relationship of like, mm-hmm. that's a you problem, mm-hmm. right? So you don't put that on, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that the first verse is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. I read a couple of articles that were like, this is a master class in songwriting. Um, and... I know, think it's written well. Yeah. It doesn't mean I agree with I can disagree with its content. Maybe it's not written well because it has a lot of ambiguity as to, like, I very strongly feel like it's, man, hooking up with girls. It's yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> and you're like, well, in a more charitable, right. you know. I don't know. Well, my favorite lyric is, I know a girl she puts the color inside of my world, mm-hmm. and the internet would agree with us. Oh, okay. Overwhelmingly so. Yeah. So I don't know if it's such a well-written song that everyone has. Either that's like, and I don't think that that lyric is so beautiful and powerful that that's why, like, maybe if that's the lyric we all agreed on, maybe the rest of the other lyrics aren't that great. Yeah. I just don't like being bossed around, basically, John. Speaking of, unless you have more to say about the lyrics, no, let's get it. into our listener feedback, oh, yeah. which was kind of all over the place, which made me feel better because I was nervous about saying negative stuff. Uh-huh. I have nothing negative to say the rest of the podcast, pretty much. I have one left. One negative should thing I, left to say about Yeah, the song? should I get it out? Oh, get no, it out yeah, now. definitely. Okay. Uh, on behalf of every man looking out for every girl. Mm-hmm. John shouldn't be speaking on behalf of every man looking out for every girl. Probably he shouldn't not. have bet, been back then, for sure. That's the internet's problem. Right? Yeah. Like, that blanket thing of, like, I'm the good guy, and yeah. I'm speaking for all the good guys. It just yeah. really lacks self-awareness. Yeah. No, I think everyone would agree with that. I'm also saying that you're the guide and the weight of her world. Well, I'm not trying to diminish the importance of dads. Mm-hmm. Like, some people 
they're fine. Like mm-hmm. so their dad's gone and they're fine. Mm-hmm. Or their dad wasn't great, they're also fine. Mm-hmm. Like you can find internal strength and you can be okay. You can't take one parent and decide everything good or bad that happens for the rest of time is derived from right. that one parent. There's two parents sometimes. And there are also or people. Or parents. Right. Or you get the idea. Right. And there are also people who have really great fathers yeah. who then still have a hard life. I think that's the other thing that I didn't really like about the song when I first heard it is we were also talking about this off air is that I was just blessed with incredibly amazing parents. You really are. I am in the minority on that and mm-hmm. I get it. So I was just like, what's this guy even singing about? Mm-hmm. My friends all have really great parents. You know, I, it's, oh, whatever. <laughs> okay, so... At 1.60934 underscore kilometers. Oh, yeah. The, what is that, a mile or miles. something? Miles. He was yeah. excited that you knew that. Did I screenshot mm. that to you? I believe you did, yes. Okay. He says, during the As Is tour, John added some entertaining banter and additional singing to the bridge sections of the performances of the song. I'm excited for the podcast episode for this one. I've always wondered what John's motives and intentions may have been for this song. I think the motive and intentions were prior experience or current experience yeah. going through and I listened to some of the banter too and you had touched on it um, how he I thought I don't think he relented and said mm-hmm. okay this can be a single I think like it was pushed forward pushed without by his the, permission by the, by the label yeah. and then oh, maybe this is in here I don't want to say what somebody else already said but someone pointed out that that's why he did try mm-hmm. Is that, that was the next this, album mm-hmm. right yeah that he was just like like, okay, you guys got what you want. Now I'm going to do what right. I want. Or did we talk about that? I'm having a lot of trouble figuring where I'm getting this from. He, we didn't talk about this at all before. He this. wanted Something's Missing to be the single instead of Daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another song on the album that I can't remember which. Oh, um, was it Only Heart? Or we, no, it was Come Back to Bed. That's what it was. It was Come Back mm-hmm. to Bed. So Come Back to Bed, I is, love a, that song. Come Back to Bed is a blues song. Yeah. Right? Um, and something's missing ended up being on try. Mm-hmm. So he was ready as an artist to move in that direction. Right. That was where his record label was like, "That's not where the money's at." The record label was like, "We want your bodies in Wonderland 2.0." Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they got it. Yeah. And it was a huge hit, and he won a Grammy off of it. So I'm sure he's not mad about it, right? But like him at the artist at that point, it's clear that he wanted to move in the direction that he has since moved, mm-hmm. and. I think after that second Grammy, two mm-hmm. albums, two Grammys for yeah. Bodies of Wonderland mm-hmm. and Daughters, mm-hmm. those are both Grammy winning songs. Right. He had enough kind of pull to do what he, he wanted to do, and he's pretty much sure. done whatever he wanted to do for the rest of his career. But that was, wasn't that nice. I wish yeah. I could do whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. At Rosie083 said, I think it is both a quiet song and a song that turns ladies on, which we'll get into the poll on that later, but yep. she had more to say. I think John wrote it as a reflection of girls with, quote, daddy issues, end quote, and how it was causing him some difficulty in his love life. So in that sense, it is a quiet song, but I also... It also presents him as someone who would never do that, which is quite attractive to most women, or at least to me. This is difficult for me to discern, though, because I'm basically always attracted to John. <laughs> I feel you, Rosie. Well, her name's not Rosie. It's after the song. but And for me, at least, the guy who sings the quiet songs also turns this lady on. Winky uh, face emoji. And I like what she's saying there because it was a little bit of an inter- internal struggle I had, too. I was like, uh-huh. no, but I love him. He wouldn't right. do that. No, he did. Yep. Um, my all-time favorite Daddy Issues song okay. is Daddy Issues by <laughs> Demi Lovato. A little more straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Um, the opening line is, he's the man of my dreams mm-hmm. because he knows how to leave. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That, that, was, a, that was a big hit at my house. Okay. <laughs> at the David, Kim says, I only listen to the version with electric guitar. It's lit. 
Yeah. I, I, prefer, I prefer the electric guitar, yeah. too. At Katie underscore MP24 says, how slash why did it win a Grammy? Thinking face emoji. I don't so, know that it's Grammy stuff either. So who decides who wins a Grammy? The Recording Academy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh that's a whole other story but yeah look look lots of people within the music community don't necessarily think the grammys are indicative of Mm -hmm. what actually is the best art in that genre and there's plenty of examples of really weird things happening in in grammys Mm -hmm. um where the recording academy was just not on the same page as popular culture yeah um they tend to be slower to adopt stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. they're reactive and Mm -hmm. they try to get ahead of something and yeah um, but it is it is a metric that we have. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not the best metric for success, but mm-hmm. it is one that exists. Sure. And winning a Grammy still is a huge deal for your career. Absolutely. Um, at Marla Odio says the Nokia version is better than the album track. Um, I'm I'm okay with that. the 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 album track is because there's again it's like almost like in your atmosphere, right? There's just so mm. much. We're so used to it being acoustic that yeah. it's fine that it's live. You sure. know. At Miss Shenandler underscore Bong says, it's my ringtone for my parents. Which you wow. could read. I think okay. she's reading in a positive light. You could right. read multiple ways. And at Erica Jenny said, it almost feels like an afterthought, but it's not just for fathers, which is something we definitely yes, agree I with. Yes, I think we've established that. So I was curious if this was a always play or always skip. Mm-hmm. Basically 50-50. It was 48% skip, 52% always play. Well, wow. We told everybody, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. That Very is so split because usually yeah. they're they are on the same page. We want to talk about this song. We like this. We don't like that. But no, not here. Mm. Um, and before you ask if it's quiet song or turns ladies on, I will share that sixty five percent of our followers thought it is a quiet song, and thirty five percent thought it was a turns the ladies on song, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. I expected quiet to be higher. Well, I guess now we get to find out what really matters. What I think? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jill. That's not what really matters. Of course, it's what it, really matters. It's just what's right. You're the host of Mayor Studies. <laughs> so Your voice you. matters the most. Um, Jill, is this uh, the John who sings the quiet songs, or is he the one who turns the ladies on? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to put it as an either. I never should have dove deeper into this song. I just should have left it alone. I'm going to say 100% quiet, but... Mm. I don't think it's either. Honestly, what about you? This is a tricky one, right? Yeah. I would argue that this is probably the hardest one for me. I don't have to argue because I'm saying it's for me. So never mind. I would say that for me, this has the hardest one, been the hardest one to categorize. Mm-hmm. Because it is kind of a quiet song, mm-hmm. but because of my issues with the content of the song, looking at it from the lens of the person I am now and yeah. the time and place that I live now... It's hard for me to read authenticity into it, which mm-hmm. we've talked about. Yeah. You know, the big issue being like, how authentic is this versus like, how much are you just making it hard for me? Mm-hmm. So I said, I, I think it's the song that turns the ladies on, not in that it actually that's actually the effect that it has happened, but I think that's what he's wanting out of this song. I think his purpose. You, you could I could see a purpose of writing the song to be like. Oh, I care so much. John's like the one of the good guys. Oh, he's such a good dad. Yeah. yeah. And here is the perfect time to bring up John Mayer has a TV show. Okay. So John Mayer did this half hour show for mm-hmm. VH1 a billion years ago. So many years. Right ago. after this record came out. Mm-hmm. So it's contemporary here. That's why I'm bringing it up. 
One of the bits, one of the sketches, is he gets a bunch of teenage girls who were at his concert in a room, like a focus group. It's called mm-hmm. focus group, right? And he, uh, they're all sitting around a table, and he, John's got his acoustic guitar on, and he's walking around, and he's like, I'm going to start singing Daughters. Mm. As soon as you start t- feeling tears, raise your hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, and it's purely, like, I don't want to say they're all teenage girls. That, I'm probably underselling their age. Mm-hmm. They're probably young 20s. Okay. But they're, you know, like, call, maybe college girls. Okay. But that, 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 that's probably safer to say. Mm-hmm. They're, they're college girls. Um, and so he's, like, standing, like, right behind them, as close to them as I am to you, mm-hmm. looking at them, singing Daughters to them. Mm-hmm. And they're all, like, immediately, like, tears, tears, hands go up. Hi. Yeah. That's the effect that John Mayer had. I mean, if John Mayer was serenading me, yeah. sitting as close as you are to me, I also would cry, there but not just the content of the song. There you go. Actually, I'd be horribly awkward, probably. I shudder at the thought. So that, that to me, also lends credence to the idea that yeah. this is a song that turns the ladies on. And I struggled with that, too. Mm-hmm. And I could see where some people might be like, oh, my God, he cares so much. That's mm-hmm. a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. But because I've always viewed it as a more an inconvenience themed yeah. song, it falls flat. All right. All right, then. This is going to get interesting. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Jill. Lucas. How much does the song make you love John Mayer? Multi-part answer. Okay. First of all, when the song came out, I did not like it. Right, And same. I didn't have as many problems with it. And I think it, as a song, mm-hmm. I don't know, the music, the melody, his voice, I, I actually like hearing it. Mm-hmm. It is pleasant to my ears. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so then I thought, well, this isn't my favorite anymore. Like, I'm going to give it a two. Mm-hmm. And then I had to do my research. Right. And I was getting more and more disillusioned mm-hmm. with the situation. I gave it a 1.5. Okay. I, I'm not ex- I'm not su- surprised. Caveat, I agree with the message that people should raise their children properly. Just FYI. Yeah, yes. I'm a passionate about people being good parents. We just want the message delivered in a l- less problematic way. Yes. Lucas, what about you? Um, yeah, I had the same situation. Again, like, my adverse reaction to the song is a product of this time. And t- as I said before, in 2004, yeah. I was like, oh, almost, yeah. Almost not fair. Yeah, yeah. John, exactly. I'm, I, I, but I've gone through my own journey. Yeah. Right? And you know as well as anyone, 24-year-old me and mm-hmm. 42-year-old very me different. are very different cats. Mm-hmm. Um, cats. Yeah. So, I, 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 you know, I've gone through my own journey, as has John. Mm-hmm. But looking back on this, much as I feel when I look back on 26-year-old me, I'm like, ugh. Right? <laughs> That's what that I'm good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not in any way, like, immune to the, you know, yeah. the like the cringiness of, of being a, a dude in his, yeah. you know, early to mid-20s. I'm so glad we didn't have Instagram back then. Yeah, I mean. We're so lucky. So or how, that we weren't famous. How many totally cringy things did I do slash say? How many things did me and my friend group, you were around us, mm-hmm. how many totally cringy things would we say We did not need the internet, is all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, there's like that's just part of life, right? Yeah. You learn and you get better. Yeah. And that's the, the ultimate goal is the hope that you get better. So when I look back at this version of John, I, I'm not getting anything here. Only all I'm getting is like uh, I'm not really into it. Yeah. Also, I'm not really like the target audience for like acoustic songs because yeah. as I said before, I prefer songs with drums in them because mm-hmm. I have a very strong pro drum bias. You don't say. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give this song an even lower ranking than Badge and Gun. Ooh. This, yeah, this would be the the lowest song for me. Mm. Um, I'm gonna even go lower than. I don't like to put the songs in order. I think I'm gonna yeah, go lower no, than Wild no. Blue. I remember last time I said that Wild Blue was like my yeah, least favorite John yeah. Mayer song. 
No, this is. I'd rather listen to this in Wild Blue. I'd rather listen to this. So really, yeah, yeah. I'd rather listen to this. Okay, um, I have a discussion question for you. Oh, I love it. Yes. Two. Yes. Do you think it's weird that he ends on mothers being good to their daughters? When this whole song is about fathers being good to your daughters, mm-hmm. yeah, he throws, "Hey moms, be nice too," mm-hmm. and then that's how he ends it. Like when you're writing a paper for school mm-hmm. you have a thesis you mm-hmm. have your supporting paragraphs and then you revisit the thesis at the end not that this is a research paper but i just thought it was an interesting note see what i did there interesting yeah. note to end on so i i i look at the progression of the course right mm-hmm. fathers be good to your daughters mm-hmm. why well because daughters will love like you do and it can explain that can you further develop that thesis statement um girls become lovers who turn into mothers mm-hmm. And then continuing that thought, so mothers be good to your daughters too. It's like tying okay. it up. I see. No, I see, I see it. I see that as him like tying up. Like, is it, it, it? And I also want to say like he is acknowledging at least you do have two parents and they both need to be good to you. Yeah. Right. He does. I guess actually acknowledge it more than I realized. The emphasis gets placed on the fathers because it's the first line. Mm-hmm. Fathers be good to your daughters is the first line people think about because it's the first line in the chorus. Mm-hmm. So that emphasis on it being the father is there, and also because of the second verse. Um, since the day she saw him walking away, now she's left cleaning up the mess he made. Mm-hmm. It's about a father, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's that's why that, that we think of this as a song about fathers. But there he is trying to, I do want to credit yeah. that, that yeah, he yeah. is wrapping that up there. And so I don't think it's weird that he ends on mothers. I just think that was the progression of, of how that thought went, of okay. how that writing went. That's fair. Do you think it's weird? And I'm not trying to call on anybody who did this mm-hmm. because everyone has their own interpretation of art, of mm-hmm. music. When people use that as a song to dance with their dad at their wedding reception. I mean, it's not a song being like, all right. there are great dads and you are one. Do it's you, like a roundabout, weird, backhanded compliment. I This is my favorite genre of things, mm-hmm. which is songs that are actually about one thing, that people don't pay attention to them and think they're oh, about something else. I was like, weddings are your favorite thing, mine too. And, oh, I do <laughs> love a wedding. I love weddings because it's like the best day in those people's lives. And I love being around love and that kind of joy and I optimism. I like dancing and cake. Uh, I love playing a wedding. We've, we've had so much fun playing yeah. weddings. Yeah. Um, so like uh, like the all stars of this kind of genre mm-hmm. are isn't she lovely by Stevie Wonder? It's about a baby. It's about a baby. Yeah, I think yeah. people know that now. Yeah, but like like oh, I'm gonna just, this song goes out to my loved one. Yeah. To my significant other. Yeah. Less than a minute old. Yeah. It's a little little lyric there. Uh, the other one is Sa- "Saving All My Love for You" by Whitney Houston. Okay. Which is a song about cheating with a married man. Oh, I've never paid much attention to that song. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm saving all my love for you, baby. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, well, Whitney in the song is singing about singing to a man who is married Mm -hmm. and she's saving her love for him. So awkward. Yeah, I I, I love songs like that. I just saw a new one. It was a song that I'm not familiar with. It was like uh, 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 like a Bad Bunny genre song Mm -hmm. that was like some people think it's about like it was dedicating it to someone like as a love song but it's really not about that at all anyways mm-hmm. I love this stuff so I love that people like do their father-daughter dance to daughters because I love the irony of it yeah but yeah I would never choose that but I see <laughs> where you could read into it you read into it what you want but I've just always been at some weddings and thought oh okay now this is about how dads screw up but like yeah. so what are you saying here I'm confused yeah so it's... if you chose it for your wedding song though I will say that there's no other song of John's you could pick if you're like, I'm a John Mayer fan, and I want him at my wedding reception for the father-daughter dance, there's no other song that you can pick. Definitely don't want him to do Bodies in Wonderland or Edge of Desire. <laughs> I don't think we need to go through them. That's I think for sure. it's just obvious there isn't one. Um, so I have one last one. Yes. Unless you want to go. No, go. 
And this isn't, this is more of a discussion statement. Okay. So being female and having worked in sports as long as I did, Mm -hmm. and then just also like being a girl and trying to date or whatever, Mm -hmm. you experience like a ton of terrible things. Mm -hmm. It is shocking Mm -hmm. when you look back at it as like in your early 40s. Right. And I add early (laughs) 40s. Very early. Wow. First of all, shocking. I made it through Mm -hmm. um, mostly unscathed. And second, some really horrible things were said to me, like Mm -hmm. some really toxic disgusting stuff and i hope everyone's experience is different now because the world is different Mm -hmm. there's this one man in particular who said this terrible thing to me Mm -hmm. after um this boyfriend i had cheated on me it was so hurtful and terrible and i don't want to say it because i don't know who's listening Mm -hmm. and it stayed with me for years oh man so this is if my son's like 19 20 years ago and i remember where we were standing i remember the look on his face i remember what he was wearing Mm -hmm. i always remember what i was wearing (laughs) (laughs) i remember way too much about it and it has bothered me my entire life and i carry that with me my entire life Mm -hmm. and that man had his first baby and it was a girl and i was like yes I love this because what he said was so terrible and sexist Mm -hmm. and the way he treated women wasn't great. And then Mm -hmm. he had another baby Mm -hmm. and it was a girl. Do we love that or does that not bode well for those daughters? He's a different person now, so it's fine. I I, I carry it with me because Mm -hmm. it happened and it hurt me. And I don't Mm -hmm. think he, if I told him now, he'd be horrified. Mm -hmm. Like I know that his reaction would be embarrassment and he would feel bad. I'm probably making it sound worse than it is, by the way. But Mm -hmm. regardless, it stayed with me. And so I just... There's some, like, like I chuckle when people who have told me how to parent my kids, mm-hmm. but we're never going to do that when they had kids, have some. I'm like, oh, well, I can't wait to see if they ever touch technology or whatever it is. Yeah. That wasn't, my kids didn't have technology because it didn't exist back then. <laughs> technology existed, but you get the idea. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's interesting when you see those people end up having a kid and how they hopefully change. Like mm-hmm. you just pointed out, that could have been problematic or they don't and just sitting back and being like, hmm, that's all. I just want to tell that story. <laughs> no, yeah, that's great. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't know that uh, masculine-identifying people have gotten much better. Um, I, I follow a couple accounts like on Twitter that are basically just like girls like just posting screenshots of DMs they get from guys and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, no, that's still there. And I, 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 I follow that. It's really disheartening for me sometimes. Sometimes it's a lot, but like, I, I'm in a pretty safe space. Like, I'm married. Like, I'm mm-hmm. old. Like. But I always want to be hyper vigilant of like, yeah, there. It's so easy. Like society forgives and excuses so much of like just terrible behavior. Yeah. Um, by dudes because of the patriarchal nature well, of society. Well, I excuse it now mm-hmm. because it's not as bad. Yeah, right. So there to you me, go. I'm like, there's so much progress. And I want to be super aware of those things so that I make sure that I'm not making those same mistakes. Like, there's a, a lot of unlearning that I've had to do mm-hmm. um, and that I'm still doing mm-hmm. um, as far as, like, just, like, being a better human um, in the body that I'm in and in the identity that I that I have. Uh, and, like, yeah, unfortunately, I, you know, and I run a lot of teenagers. Yeah. Because that's my job. Yeah. And I still see a lot of those same, sure. you know, things that we haven't, as a society, moved past or educated our way out of mm-hmm. um, all around. Like, I, th- I do think that there are definitely an increased awareness. Like, the whole, the whole conversation, yeah. this whole conversation 
would not have been a normal conversation to have in 2004. No. I'm not saying that nobody was there. Like people were yeah. here already yeah. and had figured stuff out. We were, I was just super slow no, to get we there. there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there is hope that things get better. And I do have a lot of faith in the next generation as someone who works closely with them, mm-hmm. that they're going to get a lot of things right that we didn't. Yeah. And they're going to keep making things better. They're going to continue to be heroes. Um, in their cities. Oh, good one. Good yeah, one. yeah. Uh, do you have a discussion question before we talk about next week? No, get me with your song. You're so excited to tell me what your song is for I'm next so week. I'm so excited. All right, wait, I gotta get, I gotta get for prepared. me, not for you. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Next week is Queen of California. Uh... What? No, yay! <laughs> Everyone else just said yay. Okay. And then I'm not doing any more songs off Born and Raised for a while because I feel like. I haven't looked at the analytical data of mm-hmm. my choices and which albums, mm-hmm. but I feel like they've all been on that album pretty much. So, Badge and Gun. Badge and Gun's Paradise Valley. Not Badge and Gun then. Uh, Walt Grace. Walt Grace was born and raised. I did Shadow Days, which was born and raised. Or was born I did and raised. another born and raised one. We did with You Ever Get Around to Living, but that was a fan choice. Oh, well, maybe it's just we're heavy on that album. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I, think, I think it's a group effort, Jill. I can absolve you of responsibility for that. I'm still going to move away from it, <laughs> now, regardless. But I'm very excited about it because I always thought it was, well, I'll tell you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> so please visit Atmere Studies on Instagram. And if you disagree with anything we said today, which was a lot of, there was some disagreement from last week because it turned sort of, not negative, but Lucas's opinion was strong. Yeah. And not like a fan's necessarily opinion, which I think being a fan doesn't mean you blindly agree with everything. I 100% agree with that, Nor am I accusing anyone on our Instagram for doing that. But the the pointing out of things they disagreed with or whatever was lovely. Like, Mm -hmm. it was such a great discussion. And not like, you guys were wrong. Or, oh, did you look at it from this perspective? Or, oh, I thought of this. Or, oh, I agree with that. And I loved that. Because you're one of the few people in the world who I feel like I could talk about something political, religious, whatever. And we'd walk away still as friends. And walk away maybe taking something from it. Not changing our mind. But being like, oh, that was an interesting point. Mm -hmm. And, like, being normal. And I don't understand why no one else can do that. Like, you, know, <laughs> you and like my kid <laughs> that's it <laughs> so my point was uh, we it's okay if you disagree with us or if you yeah, saw your wedding we weren't dissing you I would love to hear the reason why you did I, I would love that as well I would, yeah, you said I would it's look- naughty I would love that as well. Like, <laughs> I didn't say it's naughty. Oh my gosh, we're reading to my like, tone explain now. Explain yourself. <laughs> no, I just want. I think that'd be a great story. I would love. Oh, you're to right. Hear you're that. right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm all about the story, and I think that'd be a great story. Like, what was the thought process behind that? Right. I'm super curious about. And I would like to say, because now this is running long, but that I know you probably feel this way too, especially these last two weeks. I felt like I've made like friends. Okay. With strangers on the internet, which is not something I recommend people do. <laughs> but I guess we have a common thread about John Mayer, so yeah. I appreciate your guys' friendship. Yeah, I love the community. Thank you guys for being a part of it. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hey, uh, be good to your daughters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not your sons. They're fine. <laughs> no, they'll be all right. Just the daughters. That's all we care about. See you later.